Money, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. Hi, welcome to another episode of When Women Speak. I am your host, Shirley Kay. When Women Speak is sponsored by Life on Power Enterprises, a leadership development and women, women empowerment consulting firm. For your employee belonging, your women empowerment, and your equity inclusion needs, that is what Life on Power does for you. So we have another amazing guest today on the When Women Speak Web Series. So glad you joined us on the day. We have Jamila Moore Esquire. Jamila is a visionary, a thought leader, and the founder of I Am and More. Mm. It's a full service consulting agency that provides coaching courses and consulting to, to support aspiring and new entrepreneurs as both legal counsel and a business strategist. Though Jamila is a licensed attorney in California and New York, she has served as a teacher over a decade. And in 2013, she advanced to teacher of teachers, also known as a coach, while attending law school in the evening. Wow, Jamila. Jamila served as a school administrator and coach where she advised organizational leaders, provided organizational strategies, and created and implemented organization-wide policies and procedures. Despite Jamila's accomplishments, the odds of Jamila leading a successful life, they were very slim because she grew up in the inner city of Los Angeles. And Jamila transformed those odds into triumphs by becoming first-generation college student, first-generation attorney, first-generation author, and first-generation entrepreneur. Can you really see that legacy of that family now starting with Jamila? Jamila's self-determination and willingness to persevere helped her become an attorney where, not, where no more than 2% of attorneys in the United States are Black women. And this is what helped Jamila recognize that her life's purpose included much more than legally advising others and organizations. This birth, I am, and more. And the books, Affirmations for Transformation and When the Day and the Night Before. Jamila, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here for such a joyous occasion. I'm so glad for your yes. Your bio is astronomical, Jamila, and you are the perfect person to add to this conversation about when women speak. As we really talk through amplifying the voices of women, in their business, in their careers, and in their relationships. So Jamila, what does it mean for you when you hear the statement, find her voice? Oh, it's so uh, juicy and jam-packed. Um, the one thing that I think about is refusing to hide. Like, I'm going to show up as me. I'm going to live in my strengths, and I will speak when it is time for me to speak to make the impact that I am supposed to make. Refuse to hide and speak when it's time, but when you speak, 
the word impact means that it's going to go deep. And you're not just going to provide some basic support and basic responses, Jamila. That's what that sounds like to me. That's what that is. And that's, you know, the journey of more. Because, you know, I didn't start that way. But somehow this is where I'm at. And they call this the Jesus year. I'm 33. And they say, this is your Jesus year. I'm like, what's a Jesus year? And they're like, this is the year you step into your like God driven purpose. So, you know. What a more perfect topic. And you're taking it seriously, right, Jamila? Yes. <laughs> Jamila, have you ever had a voiceless experience, though? Hey. Should I say pick one, right? Should I say pick one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one that comes to mind right now is being a new law student. So the thing that separated the evening students from the full-time students was one class. And so I went to work at a school that made me come to work at 7 a.m., got off around five-ish, scarfed food, drove down the way and sat in class. You know, and I was doing the work sitting in class, but I didn't want to answer questions. Because something in me told me I wasn't good enough as the other people because I worked during the day and they had more time to study. But one day the teacher called on me and she said, not only is that a dynamic answer, Jamila had that in her notes, you know, notes class. Yes. And so that signified to me that even though I had less time, I was still able to do what they were able to do and more. So there was no need for me to hide. You just said in more. So of course I thought of, I am in more, your company. And you know, Jamila, those experiences, whether we're talking about in the classroom, we're talking about relationships, our business or our careers, there are circumstances that a lot of women have where they have less time to prepare. They have less opportunity to get there. So less and less and less is the story of, I think every woman can, always, can go back to a time frame when they had less, their, their experience seemed like they had less than everybody else, but somehow they, they overgave. They, they were still embedded in what they wanted at that table for that career and in that business. So how did you do that? You seven to five, going to school in the evening, but somehow you were able to encapsulate all the information that you needed in order to know it, because you can't put it in your notes and respond when someone asks you the question if you don't know it. Yeah. Um, I, I think the driving force in my life, and I literally came to this aha yesterday. Just yesterday, wow. Viewers, you're getting some good stuff here. Yes, just yesterday. Vision has been my driver. I've always had this idea of what I wanted an outcome to be. And so if I was gonna be a law student, I wanted to be, wanted to be the best law student I could be. And so that meant for like the first few weeks of law school, it was it 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 was terrible. 
Like I literally left the house probably to grab food, but then I was studying on the weekends and I'm a praying woman. And so I said, God, you got to come help your daughter figure this out. You got to come and, and give me a strategy because I can't sit here all day on Saturday and read. And so I started to do a time audit. And so um, I told my boss, I'm taking 15, my two 15 minute breaks on those two 15 minutes breaks. What was Jamila doing? Reading. During my lunch, what was Jamila doing? Reading. Um, if I got out of so one, there were days where I got out of class at eight. So I would go to the library and read. So then on the weekends, I did my outlining. Mm hmm. And then I started to get more and more and more of my time back because of the structure and the system that I was able to build, which was the skill I was learning as a school administrator. So while in law school, you learned a skill for your day job, which is a school administrator. And when you talked about the time management, Jamila, I go back to this theme that somehow it's not used enough and that's just time blocking. You know, knowing exactly what you're going to do almost every minute of the day. And that yeah. is when you get the most done. School eight to five, a school administrator. So you had kids you're responsible for, right? Woo! <laughs> Did you hear it? I'm still, I'm still, I'm still recovering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I am still recovering. Um, at one point, I was the dean of school culture. Um, so I was responsible for K through four. K yeah. through four. <laughs> I let like that sink in. Listen, oh, yeah. I have two daughters, so I know what K through four. Whoa! All right, Jamila. That's a whole conversation in its own. But Jamila, you know, why are you now, you work with small businesses, you work with entrepreneurs um, in their businesses and in the legal part of the business, the business. You've been a school administrator. Um, you you went while you were going to law school. You've had some wonderful experiences, and you've had to do that based on your vision, not based on what you saw. Not based on, you know, an example that you had from someone. It was literally based on your vision. So as you matriculated through all of this from undergrad, master's, all those things, you know, in your life lessons, Jamila, why should the voices of women and their values matter? Why should they not? Why should women's voices not matter. And I, I, I have been like, I can't break away from Eve. And it's all Sarah Jake's Robert's fault for writing women evolve. For women it's evolve. all her fault. It's all her fault. Even her uh, podcast where she has Rescue Eve. So now I'm just stuck with Eve. What was happening with Eve? Eve taught us that we were the most impactful people on earth. Now, what happened in that moment was we heard a lie that started to distort the truth that we knew. And so that's why that vision is important. That's why leading and sharing our value is important is so that we can live in our truth 
and make the impact we were always supposed to make. And society has tried to, you know, dwindle us down, which goes back to that lie that happened in the Garden of Eden. Live our truth because our truth is our voice and our values. And, you know, just a 2021 report. So it wasn't old. The report said, and I say this often and I'll continue to say it again and again, you know, when an organization has um, at least 30% executive women sitting in senior leadership and executive leadership, they are the organizations that are meeting their goals, going beyond their goals financially. Because let's be clear, that's exactly what they're looking for. They have all the programs that are needed, unfortunately, which is one of the reasons why I have this show is that the programs are there, but the programs are not being used in a way that we didn't. We don't have a great recession and we don't have she session happening still and still and still. So the program is there, but she's still leaving. The program is there, but she's still doing that, doing that softly looking for another place in order to use her talents. The programs are there, but you're not getting all her talent while she is there. So even if she's there for the finances, you're not getting all her talent because she doesn't believe that you value her voice and you value her values because her values is really that sticky part that's going to make that strategy stick, her values that come with it. And using Eve as that character from the beginning, right? Um, That it's because of Eve, we all are like this, and we all had to do this. It's because of Eve. Mm, And I I haven't heard that. I haven't read the book, but I've heard the actual sermon itself. Mm -hmm. So I might get that book, Jamila. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, it it really is a powerful book. And I had the opportunity to lead a group of women through a book study of it. Um, and just hearing the different perspective, like you have you have women in their 20s, women in their 60s, and all trying to digest like what took place in that moment with Eve, what took place um in mankind, which is now still showing up today but we don't realize it. Yeah, yeah. We don't realize it. We realize it, meaning you, me, and a lot of my colleagues, we do realize it. And everyone that doesn't realize it, they do realize it, but they're creating programs and systems so that they don't have to realize it. I do realize it, but I don't really have to look at it and I don't have to address it because I have this over there sitting in the corner. But let's be clear, free lunch don't work anymore. You would need something deeper and more substantive. And I got this from one of my girlfriends the other day. We were talking about just this, you know, we were talking about equity and inclusion and, you know, and with the she session and great resignation. And that's exactly what she said. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to use that, right? Free lunch just don't work anymore. It really doesn't. Jamila, can you share an experience where you where you use your voice and lend it your voice, whether it be to a, through a project, one of your clients where, you know, you lend it your voice to an experience through a project, um, et cetera. So one of a great one of your great stories, because you do have plenty of them. Yeah, um, I have. You're right. I do have plenty of them. Um, 
I think one of the most recent ones has been, so before I became a part of the great She Resignation, I was a director of contracts and records at a nonprofit here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was there with two other women. And because I had been empowered to find my voice in law school and then exercise it, um, you know, in various ways, mm -hmm. I was able to coach older women on how to find their voice and share their value, even if the decision maker, maker was not going to respect it. Even if that meant being okay with rejection, but being clear on where that other person stood. A lot of times we get caught up in rejection and being offended, but we should be grateful because we have the opportunity for clarity. And clarity is a gift. It sure is. That clarity and that understanding, it is a whole gift. And you, you said two words, even if. Even if, even if while at the table on that project, they don't usually listen to you, my voice is needed even if. Even if they never really take my suggestion, my voice is needed even if. That even if is so important because no one can say that they were waiting on you to say something. They were waiting to hear from you. They heard from you loud and clear because you understand your voice and you know your values. Even if those two words are huge, Jamila. So you said they were. That down. I'm sorry, but I'm over here basking and you you taking that even if. Even if. And so what were what, what give me some of the responses from the women that you were talking to? They were older than you and you were able to coach them to yeah. use their voice because evidently they hadn't learned that just yet. And the good part is about they got it. It didn't matter how old you are. You get it. Yeah, I, I think some of the responses um, were one being grateful um, to learn it. And two, it was more so about having, we call it in the teaching world in the coaching space, an at-bat. That means an opportunity to practice. So mm -hmm. then having an at-bat. And then I think with one of them, um, you know, just really pushing her to push through a tough moment and own the outcome, she was like, I am so appreciative that I listened to you in that moment because I wanted to let my emotion lead. But you brought me back down to logic and said, no, let's just look at all the facts and then let's sit with it. And that's one thing we as women sometimes have to combat is our emotions being in control. And men have to combat it too, but we are more emotional beings. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier for us to get wrapped in emotionally but, you know, I, my first year, no, it was my second year teaching. And one of my coworkers said to me, you know, you get more with honey than you do with vinegar. And so I need you to um, put on a better poker face 
and take your emotions out of some things. Mm. And we are emotional and there's no reason to change that. It's, it's a part of our DNA, no matter who we are, really, you know, what race we are. Women, we, we are born with, the, with, that, with those emotions. And I always say um, that I have to mind my resting face all the time. Um, otherwise, you'll you'll see all the things going on in my head, and, and sometimes that's actually okay. Uh, but I do have to make sure that I mind my resting place. You said something when you were talking to coaching one of the women. You said, "Let's look at all the facts and let's and let's sit with it." One of the things that I do often, I, and I get calls often, is <clears throat> folks over the years that I mentor that are that are circling back and you know and asking for some advice here and there. And the one thing I wish I had that they still want because they wouldn't they might not be calling me if in that workplace they had women like the Jamilas. So it doesn't matter whether you are millennial, Gen Xer, or where you were born, if you have someone that wants to support you, there is no reason for you not to use that person's experience and their knowledge. Now, they were at this organization, but Jamila, were they attorneys? No, um, they were my fellow directors. And so high power women, very successful in their careers. But they hadn't had, there are some things that was missed, but that's everybody, really male and female. But for some reason, women together, working together, we're still working individually a lot instead of together. But I'll say again, when we talk about this ceiling that we keep talking about crushing and breaking, um, the only way that it actually disintegrates and disappears is if we do it together. Yes. If I get there, but there's nobody that looks like me, kind of like me, that I've sponsored or mentored, then the, the, they just build the glass back up. It only broke while I was there. And that's it. Right. And it doesn't matter if that person moves past me when you're coaching and mentoring someone, et cetera. So good. That, that was a good analogy of that, Jamila. Thank you for that, for sharing that. So there's a statement that I like to use a lot, and it's different for everybody. Leaving with your voice. It could convey various of meanings. But when you hear that statement, Jamila, leaving with your voice, what does the phrase leaving with your voice convey for you? Yeah, um, I think leaving with my voice for me is about knowing my values, which shows up in the brand of Jamila Moore. Like no matter the setting, no matter the situation, this is the Jamila Moore you're going to get. And I may not agree with you, and I may decide that I'm going to take a different course of action, but I will still be that same Jamila Moore that you got day one, day 50, day 80, even if this is day zero, because it's my last day in your atmosphere. It's my last day in your atmosphere, but even taking a different course conveys to you leaving with your voice. I may not agree with you and take a different course, but it's still my voice. Even on that last day in your environment. You know why that's key? 
because you're identifying sometimes we can be so emotional because we become tied to the place. Mm-hmm, we become mm-hmm. really tied to the people. But, you know, for me, that means that there is a sense of soulful fulfillment that we somehow miss while we were climbing to get there because the place became something that's emotional for us. Mm-hmm. When really it's supposed to be a place that does provide some sort of community because you're there sometimes eight to 10 hours a day. But it's also how how you do all the other things in your life as a person because that they're providing that financial gain for you to do so. But we come so it becomes so emotional when we leave. Some people don't even see it as leaving your environment. They're leaving my I'm leaving my environment. I can't believe that I'm leaving and they're doing this to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times. I'll say, you're doing this for me. I may not understand it now, but if I just look at the sum total of my life, like I'm going to be okay. And I think the last time I left with my voice, um, it left the, the CEO of that company very upset. And it's like, hey, you made your decision. Let me make mine. And I love you still. And I love me still. When you left with your voice, as you discovered the more that Jamila had for this world and the more that Jamila had for all the people that were, are called to her. And, and, and that is really what I do a lot with my consulting clients. When you, your employees are not here as your relatives, they're not, they don't have to stay here and open this door every day. But what we want we want to create an environment for them to give all the talent that they have to give because that's what you're paying for, the talent. So when they leave, they can say, you know what, that's a good place to work. You might want to go ahead and flourish in your talent there for a few years. I'm just leaving because I discovered my next step. <laughs> Jamila, what are your last words for the audience? Yeah, um, I, I, I would want to say that you are valuable and find your values so that you can live on brand, on power, and experience more. Live on brand, on power, and experience more. This has been our guest for the When Women Speak with Jamila Moore Esquire. Jamila, how do we find you? How does someone contact you? Yes, I'm so happy that you mentioned that. So you can go to my website, I am and more with one O M O R E dot com. You can find me on Instagram at I am and more one O. You can find me on Facebook with I am and more. And you can connect with me uh, also finding Jamila Moore and it'll lead you to all of those avenues as well um, with Instagram and Facebook. You know, I'm really here to serve the people um, and the people that want more. To serve the people and the people that that want more. 
And if you haven't heard it, you can find her everywhere at I Am and More. Thank you to our guest, Jamila Moore, for this episode of When Women Speak, sponsored by Life on Power and the brand, What If She Knew She Was Powerful? 